Well, good morning. It is wonderful to have each and every one of you here this morning. Please join me as we sing the doxology, which is found in the red hymnal number 549, the doxology. number 702. So Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you obey my teaching, you are really my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. We are the descendants of Abraham, they answered, and we have never been anybody's slaves. What do you mean then by saying you will be made free? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave does not belong to the family always, but a son belongs there forever. If the son makes you free, then you will be really free. I know you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are trying to kill me because you will not accept my teaching. I talk about what my father has shown me, but you do what your Father has told you. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 424, I Need Thee Every Hour. Number 424, I Need Thee Every Hour. Yeah. 
Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God, Lord, we are so thankful that you've given us this wonderful opportunity to come and worship you. And Lord, in our hearts, in our minds, in the spirit that you have with us, Lord, we come before you with the needs and requests that we have. The challenges that we are facing, the things that we are trying to figure out, the things that we're trying to overcome, the things we're trying to understand just every day, Lord, as we desire to follow your will for our lives. And Lord, we lay those things before you right now. We think of family members and friends. We think of patients throughout this medical center. Lord, we think of the staff that is working here today, the family that will be visiting. And Lord, it is those things that we lift up to you as well in their lives. And God, we'd ask that your spirit would intercede for them in a very special way with the things that they are trying to overcome, the things that they're trying to understand in their own individual lives, Lord. And we'd ask that as they're searching you, that you would give them that peace that passes all understanding. Lord, we come before you with all of our imperfections. God, you know that we are in spirit and in truth. And Lord, we know we just want to praise you the best that we can. Because Lord, we just want to honor you in our time of worship. Lord, we just are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. You may be seated. Our next hymn is number 278, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. Hymn number 278, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. Thank you. 
Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, beginning with verse 9. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have spoken these things to you so that you may know the joy in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, than someone would lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we are so thankful that you've accepted our prayers, the scriptures that we have read, Lord, the hymns that we have sung the best that we can. And Lord, we just want to continue that act of worship. God, I would ask that you would help me say the things that we all need to hear so that we can be in one spirit and in one truth in you. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. One of the things I I try to do as I'm going throughout my week is I try to look for different things that has perhaps catchy sayings or or some type of phrase that has some type of meaning that gives me some kind of understanding a lot of times about myself. And I was watching a movie the other day and the movie had this interesting quote and I just want to share that with you this morning. No one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of another. No one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of another. And as I was reading that quote, I actually went back into the movie and watched it again so I could truly grasp and understand the reference and the context in which this statement was made. No one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of another. And if you really think about that statement, it truly means that within our everyday lives, we are important. We are important to each other, we are important to ourselves, and we are important to God. In fact, this statement doesn't have any qualification in terms of numbers, or how much education we have, or what type of position we are in. It just is a very simple statement that reminded me that no one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of another. And that really, truly is what love is, isn't it? It's not something that's tremendous, or it's not something at times we think is so hard to do. Many times the love that we show to one another is just the very simple thing. A very simple thing. No one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of another. In fact, I could probably stop my sermon right here because I would be leaving on a high note here because what a powerful message. And the scriptures that we have read this morning, the hymns that we have sung this morning, reminds us about how much God loves us. And God's command to us is to love one another, but how do we do that? How do we implement that? How do we show that? 
And quite simply, it's just following this phrase that no one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of another. But yet it seems at times as simple as this phrase is, as simple as the task for us to do is just to lighten the burden of someone else, we seem to get in the way of that possibility. Ourselves get in the way. But yet Christ reminds us that we are part of his family. That you and I are not a slave. And in our call to worship, Christ reminds us that if anyone does any type of sin, they are a slave to sin. And they are truly not free. But we are free in Christ. We are truly free indeed in the relationship that we have with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. That call to worship that we read earlier reminds us that all of us are in the same place. That all of us are equal in the eyes of God. That no one is better than the other. There is no qualification of sin. Sin is sin. And if we commit sin, if we make mistakes, if we have errors in judgment, if we have the wrong type of attitudes, if we think the wrong type of thoughts, then we truly do deprive ourselves of the relationship that God wants us to have, to be truly free indeed. Free from the circumstances that we find ourselves in, free from who we are in Christ, and we are one with God in that perspective, if we understand that, that we are free from the past, that we are free from the future, we are free from the present, and we are free indeed as we desire to walk with God each day. But in that process, Christ reminds us that if you want to be a follower of me, that you have to do those things in which I have done. Christ's love for us is a perfect model of humility. It is a perfect model of patience. It is a perfect model of forgiveness. It is a perfect model of understanding. It is a perfect model of compassion. I will never get to that perfection here while I am living on this planet. But that should be our goal. And we should not be disappointed in ourselves when we make a mistake because God has reminded us through his son Jesus Christ that when we make mistakes, that we are just acknowledging that we still have to continue to work on that model following Christ's example. His command for us. His command for us, which is first and foremost to do what? To love God with everything that we are. And then to love others with everything that we are. And in doing so, we are following the command that God has given us. The command that truly transforms us, that makes us different, that desires us to want to follow Christ in all things, to be that model of humility and patience and forgiveness and understanding and compassion. 
And we must know and understand that our motivation is to do exactly that because we love God. Because God first loved us and sent His only Son, Jesus Christ, to be the bridge between ourselves and God. To understand and to make part of our lives the forgiveness that He has for us. For you see, it is Christ's love that gives us that introduction to God the Father. It is Christ's love that gives us and invites us to be part of that family, the sons and daughters of God. And you and I have a very special and unique relationship with God the Father. You and I are His sons. You and I are His daughters. And the scriptures tell us that there is nothing that can separate us from that love. But do we understand that? Do we understand the truth that has been given to us? Do we truly implement the command that God is telling us? Because if we're doing those things, then those things that seem to be difficult at times when we think about what we can and cannot do within our own strength. When we are walking with God the way that God wants us to walk with Him in spirit and in truth, those things don't seem to be as difficult as they were when we were trying to do them in our own strength, in our own power. And that's something that we need to understand, that as we love God, as we love each other, there is a truth that God wants us to live by in all things. And He wants us to guard that truth. He wants us to protect that truth. Because of the way in which we live is an example of that truth. I would like to tell you this morning that so far in the couple of hours that I've been awake that everything that I have thought, everything that I've said, everything that I've done brings honor to God. But I know for sure that there's some thoughts in there that don't bring honor to God. But yes, God reminds me to guard that truth. To guard the truth of Christ's love. And in that we see how we are supposed to live, how we are supposed to interact with each other. And when we have the realization that we've made a mistake, when our attitude is not right, when our thoughts are not right, God says, you know what? I am having the Holy Spirit in your life to remind you of those things so you can protect that truth, so you can guard that truth. Because my desire is for you, through that love, to have the wisdom and the understanding that passes any understanding that we can have from this world. And that's why God wants us to guard that truth of His love, because He wants us to live by the wisdom and the understanding that God has provided to us. To be free, to truly be free indeed. To not only follow the model of Christ, but to understand within that motivation that He requires of us to love each other as God has loved us. And we demonstrate that from the different things in which we carry out in our everyday lives. The aspect of our lives that includes at times for us to maybe give something else, to make a sacrifice, to share something for someone else, to be submissive. 
to be submissive to those that are in authority over us. And if you think about those three things that I've just mentioned, to have a sacrifice, to have a sharing attitude, and to be submissive, it is shedding, putting aside the pride that we have in our own lives. Because when I make a sacrifice, I am setting aside my pride. When I'm sharing with someone, I am setting aside my pride. When I am displaying a submissive attitude to the circumstances that I find myself in with those that are authority over me, I am setting aside my pride. Because when we do that, we are carrying out and fulfilling God's desire for each and every one of us to guard that truth, to take the wisdom that God has provided to us, and as we live that life, we set aside the pride of ourselves and truly to be free from who we are and to be free in Christ. I know when I make a mistake, I know that when I have a wrong attitude, a wrong thought, In that moment, in that instant in time, I am living for myself. And God says, no, I want you to live for me. The more we set aside ourselves, the more that we live for God, the truly, the times that we do those things, we truly understand and experience and embrace the power of God in our lives. Then all of a sudden we find ourselves doing those things in our lives that God has called us to do. We see a spiritual productivity. We see spiritual growth. We see spiritual maturity. And it's not measured by what the world says is productivity. It's measured by what God says is productivity. It's measured by the things that we do for God. It's measured within ourselves by the clear conscience in which we do things to honor God, that we just desire to draw closer to God. And we find ourselves growing in Christ. The things that we didn't understand about certain portions of Scripture, the things that we didn't understand about the hymns that we have sung, the things that we don't understand many times when we call out to God in prayer, all of a sudden we begin to understand more we begin to mature. To mature in Christ. And it's not out of pride. It's not out of haughtiness. It's not out of self-righteousness. It is our desire to live with God in all things, to remain constantly in God's love. And then we see the spiritual productivity that we never thought would be possible. The things that we used to be upset about doesn't upset us anymore because we've gone beyond that. The things that used to make us so angry, we've gone beyond that and all of a sudden we find ourselves at peace in circumstances that would have been the most difficult for us to go through. It's no problem anymore because we are remaining in God's love. And we see the productivity that God wants us to have. We see the source of life that truly encompasses us in all things. 
we see that God reveals himself to us in a very special way. The whole idea that as we are inviting in Christ, as we are embracing the love of Christ, as we are embracing the word of God, as we are abiding and embracing the attitude of prayer, we see for the first time in our lives perhaps what God can truly do through us if we understand and apply the truths that God has for us. And many times it just comes down to something very simple. Something very simple for us to understand. Something that the Holy Spirit shares with us, perhaps through other people. Perhaps it's a phrase, as I shared at the beginning of the sermon, that no one is useless in this world who lightens the burden of another. Isn't that what Christ has done for you? Hasn't Christ lightened your burden? Understanding as we have asked God to forgive us of our sins and the mistakes that we have made, all of a sudden the spiritual burden that we used to have is no longer there? Do we see the way that God wants us to live by passing on the whole thing that we have learned? The value that we have? with God as being one of his sons or being one of his daughters understanding the magnificence of God in our daily lives understanding the love that he has for us by setting aside our pride by following Christ in all things by measuring how we are living our lives, not by what the standard of the world, but by what the standard of God has for us. And that is one word, and that is love. The love that God has given each and every one of us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And the love of God in spirit and truth that walks with us every day. For we are not alone. And God is there with us by our side. It is my hope and prayer that we take from today the things that God has wanted us to learn. To understand, God, that we are so important to you. And many times we feel that we are not. We feel that we are insignificant. But God says, no. You are not insignificant. You are worth all the world to me. And all we have to do is look to the cross to see how much value we have to God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts, identifying with what truly Christ has done for us. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us how important each and every one of us are in your lives. 
And Lord, forgive us when our attitudes and our thoughts have not brought honor to you. Forgive us, God, when we have not followed the command to love you, God, and to love one another. God, I am just so thankful that you've spoken to us today in one spirit and one truth and your desire just to be in our lives in all things and to truly live free from the sin in our lives. Lord, we thank you that we can have communion together and that you forgive us and that you love us just the way we are. In Christ's name, amen. on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us take together. In the same way after supper he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn is number 303. I serve a risen Savior. 303, I serve a risen Savior. Of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's 
that we have with you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Because, God, we can find that freedom that we are all truly looking for in your Son. Help us, God, in spirit and in truth to do that. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.